Are you ready for football? It's time for some two-a-days, where each NFL team is broken down by experts to get you ready for game day. Everything you need to know, and a few tips to impress the pickiest of football fans. Now, your host, the sports gal pal herself, Ramona Rice. Well, hey there, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to my two-a-day series where we're breaking down each NFL team to get you ready for the season. And with me today is from Next Fan Up Podcast the super fan for the Chicago Bears, Tom. Tom, welcome to Sports Gal Pal. Why, thank you, ma'am. Sounds pretty good. I'm uh, really looking forward to talking to you here. All right, but are you honestly really looking forward to the season? Because the Bears, it's an unfortunate situation you guys are facing this year, I feel. I I am honestly looking forward to the season. Uh, I know it's kind of freaky, but uh, it's, it's years like this that sort of, cause you to let's say undergo some self-examination and ask yourself why you're a fan and when I find myself looking forward to the season when I ask myself why I think it's because uh, I, I have some recognition as a football fan that not every year is going to be a great year and you have to find ways to enjoy years like the one that's coming up um, I, I think I, I you figure one team's going to win the Super Bowl, and if you're only going to be happy when your team does that, then you're going to be a pretty miserable soul, if you know what I mean. So uh, I'm actually looking forward to watching the Bears get better week to week this year. Um, I think that <clears throat> we'll find out how they start, and uh, I'll take note of the weaknesses. I expect that there will be many Um uh, they're they're running a new defense, and it's fairly obvious they're not comfortable in it yet. They're not going to be reacting quickly, things like that. Uh, and you can watch individual players as well and watch some of the younger players develop week by week. And so if you take a little bit of pleasure out of the little victories that come, um, as you watch your team, if, if they're better at the end of the year than they were at the beginning, I think I'll be pretty happy. So I am genuinely looking forward to it. I think there's a lot of interesting things to take note of and to watch. And uh, with any uh, with any luck, things will go in the right direction this year. That is just so positive. Like you're the first Bears fan I've actually spoken to that has been this positive and happy. You're almost like sicko happy. It's it's yeah, weird. Well, it's I, strange. I, I'm not positive about the team's prospects, but I, I have a very positive outlook about the NFL in general, and that this is why I enjoy watching the games. You know, and so. Uh, if you want to take it that way, if you want to ask me about Jay Cutler, then you'll hear a lot of negativity. But uh, generally speaking, I'm pretty positive about football. I love the game and I love to watch. And uh, that's why I'm looking forward to seeing what they do this year. All right. Well, lo- then let's ask you about Jay Cutler. You are stuck with him again. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say stuck because if I were a Chicago Bears fan, I would be so frustrated at this quarterback, at the situation. It just feels like a bad marriage that needed to end like three years ago. Yeah, Jay, Jay Cutler sucks. Do you need more? Should I keep going? <laughs> no, no, keep going. No, okay. get it out, Tom. Just because they, they, I feel like the guys in Next Fan Up never give you your proper like chance to really <laughs> let go of your anger of Jay Cutler. This is a safe space, Tom. Feel free. If you, know, you cut me I'm... loose, I'll end up spitting all over the microphone. <laughs> 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 well, here's the deal with Cutler. Uh, he actually can have weeks where he doesn't look too bad. If you're playing a bad team or even a mediocre team, 
uh, he can look pretty good. You know, statistically, and announcers love to point this out, statistically, Jay Cutler was not that bad last year. But the problem is, and I think we all know this, that statistics don't tell the whole story. And the truth of the matter is that when they play anybody who's any good, and when, you know, all of a sudden uh, the team is up against it and the brakes are beating the boys, Jay Cutler falls apart. And uh, he's not mentally tough. Uh, he's weak. And uh, and uh, it, it shows during the year. And the problem is that he'll fool you at other times. So we have a new coaching staff. And most Bears fans, I'm almost positive, they're all this, of the same mindset I am. It's like, okay, they're a new coaching staff. They're not going to see him in these situations enough to know, but we've seen him for seven years, and we know exactly what's going to happen. So you always wonder, okay, is he going to fool them into keep him, keeping him around another year? You know, and, and so you don't root against your team, but at the same time you want him to be exposed for who he is so that everybody will know that you have to move on and you have to find somebody else when 2016 rolls around. And right now, I'm not entirely sure that that's the case. Um, in fairness, I could be wrong. I always say that. I could be wrong. He could have a great year, and he could have a good year against really good teams. But if he does, it's going to go against what we've seen for six years here, and I really think he is who he is. Um, and so that can be very frustrating. And as a quarterback, his major problem is he can't throw with anticipation to a receiver. He's got a cannon for an arm. And uh, he waits until receivers get open, and then he throws the ball. And when you can get the ball there really quickly, a lot of times you'll get away with that. But you won't get away with it against really good teams. And once again, he gets exposed. And in the modern NFL, you just can't do that. You have to throw the ball to the guy before he gets open so that it hits him as, as, he comes, uh, as the window opens and before it closes. So, you know, I, I don't anticipate he's going to – get better doing that either but we'll find out wow I, I think that's that's just a great summation and it actually it reminds me of again for my audience it, it's kind of like you've got your girlfriend who you know is in like the worst relationship ever and she keeps getting fooled by the guy so she stays with this jerk even though he's like the worst jerk ever and you're going yeah. Why are you with him? I mean, that's what it feels like. And I, here's the thing. I don't watch your guys' games that closely because obviously I'm not a fan of the Chicago Bears. I'm an Eagles fan, as my audience knows. And I even know it's a bad relationship. I even know this needs to end. Like someone, the cycle needs to end. It's just, it, it's so bad. And it's it's not that I think either side is wrong. I just feel like it's just, it's just, it cannot be repaired anymore. No matter what coaching staff you bring in, no matter what you do, you can't repair what's fundamentally there. And the guy's been in the NFL too long to change his habits. He's not going to change. Fans of other teams only see the Bears play when they're playing somebody good, like on Monday night football or Sunday night football or on Thursday. And so you see Jay Cutler at his worst. And so pretty much every fan I know from other cities who actually follow the game, they really feel sorry for Bears fans because they actually think he's worse than he really is. They they think he's worse than we do. So if we hate him, I mean, we see him when he's at his best. You never see him when he's at his best because you always see him against really good teams in prime time when he always falls apart. Do you think Cutler is more hated than RG3? Yeah, he's more hated here. We've had to put up with him longer. Um, I think that uh, Redskins fans know what they have. Certainly the Redskins super fan uh, knows what they have. 
uh, in RG3, but uh, he's still a young guy, and I think that there's still some hope, although it's going down game by game, even in the preseason, that you know he could develop into something. Um, whereas Cutler, we know what he is. Uh, you know, if uh, we were we were on together on on a podcast last Sunday, and Andrew Hirsch was on the Jets Superfan, and uh, I told him that I thought maybe the team was better off without Geno Smith, and he said, "No, you don't get it. Geno Smith is a young guy, and even though he's unlikely to develop, at least there was some hope that that might take place." RG3 is still a little bit like that. He's still got some of that stink on him, whereas Jay Cutler has got none of that here. We we pretty much know he's a veteran. He is what he is. All right. Speaking of the uh, other offensive players, is there any notable players that we really should be watching out for that, you know, could light up, you know, your offense this year? Uh, this year, the, the uh, I'm, I'm actually looking – this is kind of a – it's a lame player to point to because everybody knows he's pretty good, but Matt Forte could have a better year than ever running the ball because I think this coaching staff really will be committed to it. Last year under Mark Tressman, they didn't run the ball very much and it hurt them badly. And uh, in fairness, it was my conclusion. And I said this multiple times, I didn't think that the offensive line could block the run. And I thought that's why Mark Tressman didn't call the plays. Um, but based upon a limited sample size in the preseason, from what I've seen this year, the line might be blocking the run better. They've changed blocking schemes, and it might be more suited to the talent that they've got. And uh, if they block the run better, they're going to run the ball, and Matt Forte is going to, going to get the ball on the run a lot more, and hopefully he won't have to settle for you know breaking some passing record, which – really says more negative about the team than anything else is, is Cutler just dumps the ball off to him. And he, you know, he, he breaks the record for catches in a season by a running back. We don't want to see that. We want to see him carrying the ball more. So he might be the guy to watch uh, in concert with the offensive line. Um, I have some hope that uh, they'll be better at that this year. And I did not have any hope a month ago. So that's kind of a new thing. So we'll find out if that develops. That's who I'd watch. All right, great. I love him. I think he's explosive. I feel like they have not, they did not use him nearly enough as they should. Um, I think he's a he's a tremendous asset to your team. A good running back, I think, can really change. I mean, look what what happened with the Cowboys last year with Demarco Murray. And yeah, that front five was really good. But come on, um, they're really going to be suffering without Demarco Murray. At least I hope, because Demarco Murray is now an eagle. You still have to run with vision. Matt Forte does that very well. So does Murray. And I don't know if the guys the Cowboys have now really do. We're going to find out. It's going to be very interesting. There's so much interesting about the league. I'm really excited for the season to start. It's going to be great. Yeah, I am too. Let's look at the other side of the ball. You said there's a new defensive scheme in town. Um, You know, how quickly is the defense going to settle down to where they can be effective? It's so hard to tell you. I can I, I can say right now that nobody's comfortable in it. Um, and a lot of things are still unsettled. They're looking for uh, an outside linebacker, and uh, they're looking for somebody who can step up at safety. Um, and uh, they really basically don't have a defensive line. They have one defensive lineman in Jay Ratliff, and the other guys either haven't played in the 3-4 or they have, and they've been very mediocre like Jarvis Jenkins at, at defensive end. Um, I, I'm really concentrating on the linebackers. Um, they're all – 
reasonably young with a possible exception of maybe one veteran that'll start and win that outside linebacker job. And uh, they're not reacting very well to uh, the plays on offense right now. And of course, that's the key to running a good quick defense, you know, reaction and getting to the ball. They're all really slow to the ball right now. I expect that to carry over into the season, and I would expect it to be mid-season before we really see them start to settle in and get comfortable. And so that's what I'm generally watching with the defense. I'm looking for them just to react faster, get to the ball faster, and uh, and uh, maybe get maybe stop plays a little bit quicker before you know they gain that three or four yards on the run or something like that. And uh, uh, I think uh, if they're better at that by the end of the season, they're reacting really well. They'll be a better defense. They'll actually maybe be competitive as you know opposed to last year when. You know, they got 50 hung on them two weeks in a row. It's like the seventh, you know, it's just like the seventh team since the merger since 1970 that's had 50 points scored on them twice in a year. Yeah, and you're going to need that defense. I mean, let, let's talk about your division for a minute. I mean, and we got to talk about your rivals in Wisconsin. Um, I know sometimes with Bears fans, it's painful even to mention the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, but you have to. Um, you know, is there any chance you guys are going to be, can overtake them this year? Oh, no, there's no chance that that's not going to happen. Mike, <laughs> I'm going to be very happy this year if uh, they get through their series with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers isn't complaining about his back hurting because he had to stand on the sideline watching the second half. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, if, I they're just com- if, if they're just competitive, I'll be I'll be pretty happy camper. Um, I, I don't see that happening. The, what's really nice about the division um, is uh, it, it really got better. Um, ex- well, the Bears had a lot, you know, they, they couldn't get worse. So they got better too. But the Lions, the Vikings, I knew were going to be good. I just, I have a feeling, and they're going to compete with the Packers. But you know what? I've been watching the Lions in the preseason. And I owe Adam, our super fan, an apology because I was down on his team all spring. And now I'm watching them and I'm watching Amir Abdullah and I'm thinking, man, they're going to be good too. So there's going to be a lot of good football played in the NFC North. Those are games that I am not going to want to miss. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens that both those teams, it's possible they could overtake the Packers. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a lot of questions with your division. I think that, you know, I don't think that it's going to be a necessary and open road to, for the Packers this year. I think that, you know, Detroit has added that weapon in that rookie. He looks fantastic. Um, Adrian Peterson being back in the lineup for, for the Vikings. Um, and that quarterback situation kind of settling down. Um, Packer fans, I think they should watch out. What other, uh, matchups are you looking forward to with the Bears outside of your division? Uh, outside the division, I think Green Bay at Denver will be a good game. Oh, about, you mean you mean games yeah. that the Bears are actually going to play? Oh, yeah. That's a tough I mean, <laughs> uh, am I just being mean? I mean, you will win some games. It, it, you know, the chances of you going zero and sixteen—it's only happened once, and it was with the Lions. I don't think you're going to be that bad, Tom. Are you going to be that bad? <laughs> no. Well, they could be that bad. This is kind of a lame game to point to, but I am really looking forward to Tampa. I'm genuinely, this is a genuine answer to the question. I am looking forward to Tampa Bay 
uh, playing the Bears. Um, I'm looking forward because I think they're going to be improved. And so I think we're going to see two teams that are trying to work their way up from the bottom. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of progress they've made as well as what kind of progress the Bears have made by the 15th game of the season, which is when they're going to play. Um, and I know it's kind of a lame answer. It's kind of a joke. You've got two of the worst teams in the NFL. Why would you look forward to seeing them play? But I am genuinely looking forward to seeing if Lovey Smith, our old coach, can bring that defense back and uh, can uh, have them show a little bit of improvement. They didn't look good in their first preseason game. Uh, and uh, I'll be I'll be looking to see if they get you know if if they've developed a little bit of quarterback on that team as well by that by that point. So. It's a lame answer because they're not a good team, but I am genuinely looking forward to seeing what Tampa Bay looks like against the Bears and to see which team has improved the most uh, over the course of the season. You don't think it's going to like rub salt in the wound that you know you don't have Lovey anymore? I mean, we we aren't going to miss Lovey too much, even if he does really well with Tampa Bay. We always know that there's going to be a ceiling with how well he does with that team because. I, I genuinely believe that he was he was a reasonable head coach, but I don't think he was in John Fox's class. And I think eventually that's going to show. Um, he had his flaws. He, you know, when you look at the assistants that Lovey Smith hired here, both on offense and on defense, both, and you compare them to the guys that John Fox has brought in, um, Lovey Smith always hired friends. He hired guys he worked with. And uh, it, it always seemed like he was never hiring the best guys available. And when you look at the guys that Fox brought in, they're the, they were the best available, hands down. Uh, Adam, uh, uh, Adam Gase as the offensive coordinator and Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator, that we could not have done better. And so um, when you look at that, you know that we're always going to be better off than um, we were with Lovey Smith, I think. Um, Having said that, I, I do like Lovey Smith. Um, I, I think he had his good points. I think he handled the players really well. And uh, I fully expect that defense to eventually perform. And I, I told that to our Tampa Bay super fan last year that he shouldn't panic. Eventually, Smith will get his guys in and they'll they'll perform okay. And I genuinely believe that. Tom, if they want to hear more about you um, on Next Fan Up, where do they go? Well, uh, I actually have a blog. It's at uh, bearingthenewsalloneword.com, and uh, I frequently post there uh, when I have time. And uh, also, uh, my Twitter handle is at uh, T-S-H-A-N-O-O, without the last N in my last name, because I couldn't get that. And there, Obviously, there was a T-Shannon in there. Um, and uh, you can contact me via that at any time. Um, and of course, I'm at Next Fan Up, and I'm occasionally on the podcasts. And starting with the regular season, I'll be on twice a week as we preview games and then wrap them up. That's right. And you can hear Next Fan Up on Blog Talk Radio. It's blogtalkradio.com forward slash Next Fan Up. All the links to Tom's blog, his Twitter, and Next Fan Up will be on my show notes on blogtalkradio.com forward slash sportsgalpal or in sportsgalpal.com. Tom, again, thank you so much for coming on. And thanks for being such a gracious you know, co-host when I came on to your guys' show. It was a lot of fun. This has been fantastic. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.